Hey everyone, welcome back to Sla welcome back to Slash Media and welcome back to the extension of my YouTube channel, the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. I am one of your hosts, Slasher, and I am your other host, Tyler. And we are bringing you guys another episode of the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. And today we are going to be doing. Uh, the continuation of reading through the Friday 13th films. And so yeah, last time we did an episode of... Um, last time we did an episode of the podcast we talked about Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, that was actually the f last film made by... Wait, Paramount? Yeah, it was Paramount. Right. Until New Line Cinema bought the next two films. Yeah, which are probably... Uh, known as the worst in the series. The bad ones. They're the bad they, they ones. Flopped. They flopped and they were the bad ones, but yet they were. But the Jason X is a guilty pleasure in most people's. Yeah, even though they flopped, they were still considered good films yeah. still. And later Paramount decided to buy the franchise back yeah. and make the 2009 remake, which is just called Friday the 13th. Yeah, and it's not a remake of the original. They do have Jason in it all the way through, and the movie is fucking amazing. Come at me. I love that film. Like, most people don't like it, but I fucking love it. it it's a good remake. It, I, I actually enjoy it. It gives a reason for Jason to be so fast. Like, there's tunnels underneath the camp, which makes it even better. Uh, so, so, yeah, today we're going to do Jason Goes to Hell, which was the first film made by New Line, uh, New Line, who um, made this, and basically this was supposed to be, um, like the final the, film in the series. It was also precursor to Freddy vs. Jason, yeah, which we'll the, talk about. Because the film actually on. ends with a hint to what would happen. Um, so, without further ado, who wants to read first? Mm, you read first, come still eating. Okay, you. <laughs> you eat your biscuit, which I can hear from my microphone. Um, <clears throat> the film takes place after Friday 15th, uh, part... Five, uh, fucking, I don't, I don't know Roman meals that much. That's part eight. Part eight. You should know what film I, that is. I, I, I'm not used to Roman meals so much. Friday 15th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. A young woman uh, arrives at Camp Crystal Lake and goes in. Wait, this is why I never. Uh, what what happened in part eight at the end? Of... Let me part eight, he was in the sewers in Manhattan and he got acid on him. And Farrow as we know, when that film ended, he was still in there. Mm. And then somehow he's back in the camp, which the only way he could have got back to camp was on a boat. Oh no, it says here, uh, Rennie hallucinates that Jenny revert, Jason reverts to a child, but actually it was washed away into the ocean. So the ah. ocean probably connected back to Camp Crystal Lake. Right, fair enough. A young woman arrives at Camp Crystal Lake and goes inside one of the cabins to take a quick bath. Actually, she takes a shower, not a bath. Uh, when suddenly the lights go out, checking out the problem, she is attacked by Jason Voorhees, who was once never through yeah though never explained how 
So somehow he was just he just survived the last film mm. by acid. Uh, explain how. As the monster chases her into the woods, he soon uh, sees himself ambushed by an FBI special ops team, who riddles him with a hail of bullets before blowing him to pieces with an airstrike. <laughs> the woman is revealed to be Agent Elizabeth Marcus, previously assigned to lure Jason out of hiding and into the ambush. His rampage through Manhattan in the previous film had attracted the FBI attention as the team celebrates a mysterious man watches them from the shadows completely they do not notice that Jason's dark heart is still beating. Yeah, you fucking like this film and I don't. <laughs> I love the airstrike. Like, where it suddenly just walks outside of the cabin. This and then fucking... it just gets hailed by this bullets. Movie... And then an airstrike just drops. <laughs> like, this is what annoys me about this film. Is that they've run out of so many ideas. That they, one, had to take him from being Jason to possessing people. This film shouldn't be part of this series. It's not like you see Jason in the beginning for 10 minutes and then you see him at the end again. Somebody who he possesses is like really bad at trying to pretend to be Jason. And the whole story of this movie is him trying to find a relative because some reason the only way that he can bring himself back into his normal body is through a relative. What? Did, did you know that later on in the film, Kane Hodder's uh, one of the security guards? Yeah, I know. He... Yeah, I don't know if he gets possessed, though. I don't think he does anyway. Now, you know what? That would have been cool to see. Kane Hodder being possessed by Jason... Who is the actor who plays Jason? <laughs> yeah, Kane Hodder played... I think Kane Hodder is, like, most people's favourite. Like The most least. iconic Jason, despite being later on in the yeah. series. So he brought um, something to Jason that no one else really had. He gave J- J- Jason more of, like, movement and stuff instead of him being a stiff... Just a brick. Yeah. Uh, Jason's Jason's brutalized remains are brought up to a morgue in Ohio, where Corona Corona Phil, Phil is hypnotized by Jason's still beating heart into eating it, allowing Jason's spirit to take control of Phil. Then Bill Jason. It actually says Bill Jason. <laughs> Bill Jason. Murders his assistant, who was insulting the serial killer, with a probe and kills the two FBI agents guarding the autopsy room entrance. They were considering themselves the ones that blew up J- that blew Jason up before escaping. Right. I want to I want I want to say this. Bill Jason. <laughs> no. I want to talk about a serial killer's heart and goes, "Oh, I must eat that." No, because the heart hypnotized him into eating it. It's a fucking heart. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like the spirit, like, temporarily hypnotised him into eating it, and then the spirit went inside him. That's what they were going for. This film just gets weirder and weirder with it. No, it fucking <laughs> sucks! It's like uh, two movies ago, where bringing camp counsellor for Terry Crews. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, I'm gonna continue reading before you bring that up again. Meanwhile, American case files uh sent like the fair sensationalist. Sensation bounty hunter, um Creighton <laughs> Duke Creighton Duke F- fucking hell, shut up. Creighton am I saying that right? Creighton Duke. Creighton? Yeah, that sounds it. Creighton Duke. Let me know in the comment let us know in the comments if I'm actually saying that right or wrong. Um, or Creighton. An expert on Jason. Right, this is what do you know uh the the original concept for Freddy vs. Jason? They should have had him as uh, the fucking bounty hunter in that film. What created Duke? Yeah, instead of um whatever his name was. Uh we'll keep res- <laughs> I forgot his name already. Ambush on Jason Dukes explains that Jason will keep resurrecting again and again, um, and that he is the only one with the knowledge to put an end to him forever. After the interview, Duke goes to Joey B's diner, where Diana Kimball works, and attempts to tell Diana that he knows, that he knows, but he is no. What does he know? She's related to Jason Voorhees. Somehow. Hmm. Somehow Jason Voorhees have relatives. Other than his dead mum. Well, well, it's quite weird because apparently she's the half-sister of Jason. What? Diana Kimball, yeah. So, we just like, are just gonna half they have the same father then? No, the same mother. How? Maybe. Maybe the same mother. I don't know. On the same father. No, it would have to be the same father. It'd have to be father. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I just feel like there's no way that... Like, I feel like she wouldn't have let her sister go. Her yeah, daughter. She's, probably the, she's probably the older one. Yeah. The eldest. So, I feel so like... it must be why friggin' Bella did like, The story is, is that Jason's father actually was a rapist. Of course. That the only reason pa- Pamela um, got pregnant was because she was raped into having Jason. Like, if you play the video game, there's tapes talking... The tapes talk about her being raped. So, mm-hmm. that's what, um, I think. Yeah. Right, you can continue. Okay, let me just find what we are. Phil Jason. Yeah. Phil Jason <laughs> makes his way back to Camp Crystal Lake, where three teenagers, Alexis Peterson, Deborah Caldwell, and Luke McCabe. Oh, if Abby. this movie wasn't, um, bad enough, they go back to formula and bring back teenagers. <laughs> Did a hand gesture for those who are watching. Well, not watching, but listening. It was like, yeah, with a massive thumbs up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to formula. Yeah, baby formula. Mm-hmm. Right, go on, continue. Yeah, I know, I know a shit joke. And <laughs> <laughs> a camping, <laughs> a camping on a Jason supposed demise. After they all go skinny dipping, of course, Deborah and Luke go go into the group's tents 
to have sex. Of course. Of course to do. Because if this movie wasn't normal film, enough. Because the Friday the 13th film isn't Friday the 13th without some sex. Very some true. Some on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to look it up. Like, there will Wait, be... Wait, you're going to look a one up? <laughs> no, there will be a video on porno like showing all the soft core sex scenes in all the Friday the 13th films. There will be a video. Someone will be that sad to make it. (laughs) 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 You think I'm lying? I think there there will be an actual person that will be that sad. Just <laughs> Yeah, me gonna watch like some soft oh. pop on Friday thirteenth. Yeah. Oh, do you imagine it'll be end up being torture? I swear there's gotta be some like saw stuff on there as well. Like in the torture porn section. <sighs> yeah, there's quite some gr- there's quite some grim stuff on there. Oh, Don't ask God. me what what I found. Alright, continue. I don't on. know what you found. You've got <laughs> Alex, on. you shouldn't be on there. Yeah. A uh, group was tend to have sex while Lexus stays outside to sleep in the sleeping bag. After peeing on a bush, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the normal thing to do when you are camping. <laughs> Alexis is attacked by Phil Jason and is slashed to death with a scalpel. A condom. Of course. As, and, in, and in brackets, as well as pee. <laughs> Wait, she goes to collect a condom and also collects pee. No, she, no, I think she goes to pee and get a condom as well. I was making a joke. Not to okay. put the pee, not to put, yeah, but not to put the pee in the condom because I think that would be a bit gross. <laughs> this podcast has become weird. <laughs> she then returns so she and Luke can have sex again, obviously. Of course. Of course. Of course. Outside, Phil Jason then retrieves a metal pole and impales Deborah just as she is having an orgasm. Oh! And, <laughs> and splits her in half before killing Luke. Could you imagine that? I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. Shing! <laughs> Being better if the rod just went up into her ass and then oh, up that way. That reminds me, we've got to talk about a film series. Um. That was it, Coleman. Yes, she does. Have you ever heard of Ice Pit oh. on Your Grave? Uh, I've heard the name, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, in one of the remakes, which is a sequel to the remake, they did a sequel to the remake of the original, and she basically becomes this like vigilante type girl. And in one of the scenes, there's this father who's, I think, sexually assaulting and raping his stepdaughter, or actual daughter or something. And to uh, stop him, she basically gets a metal pole, lubes it up and just hammers it into his ass. (laughs) Not even joking. (laughs) That happens. (laughs) Some men are into that. Yeah, I'm I'm not one of those men. You should watch that film. It's, It's fucking insane. Like, what, if... to feel my to feel my ass quivering in pain. No, that film is insane. Later on as well, uh, she basically friends this girl who ends up dying, and that's how she basically starts doing all this like vigilante justice stuff. And her first time when she kills, she 
resumes to this man who apparent who she thinks has murdered her friend, because uh, her friend goes missing and she thinks he's murdered her. So she basically pretends to want to do it with him in an out job, and she chops his dick off. <laughs> Sounds like a Lucy Lubu to me. Oh, and he just bully it's fucking insane. Oh, I've got a long one to read here. Good. Right. <laughs> Jesus, that's quite long. Phil Jason then kidnaps Jeopardy Josh after murdering his girlfriend, Edna. Hey Edna! What are you doing? And takes him to the old Voorhees house after restraining and shaving wait what? Wait. <laughs> Murdering his girlfriend. Phil Jason then kidnaps Deputy Josh after murdering his girlfriend, Edna, at Voorhees' house after restraining and shaving Josh. What? (laughs) He decides to shave him? Eh? (laughs) Yeah, you'll find that in the next sentence. Oh, it's because he wants. Oh, yeah, because Jason's bald. That's why. I get it. I get it. Shaving Josh. Phil Phil Jason transplants his soul in the shape of a black snake-like demon which looks similar to a chest burster from Alien. Of course it fucking does. Through his mouth and into Josh's body, Josh Jason attacks... Oh, God. Diana in her home. Then Diana is rescued by Stephen Freeman, Jessica's former husband. And Stevens, uh, Stevenson's father, who was asked to see Diana earlier, then Steven stabs Josh. Jason, uh, Jason in the back, uh, uh, wounds Diana and escapes, um, agonizing. She tells Stephen to protect Jessica and the baby before it's too late and dies right after. Then Stephen is wrongly accused and arrested for Diana's death. In his cell, he meets Duke, who tells him, at the cost of Stephen letting Duke break his fingers, the secret on how to kill Jason the monster can only return to his normal and near-invincible state if he can transplant his soul into one who shares his blood, and that is and that his very blood, re- very blood relatives. Jason's half-sister, Diana Kimball, her daughter, Jessica, and baby, Stefina. Uh, Stephanie. 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 <laughs> Jessica will completely or destroy his demonic heart and kill him permanently. Escaping prison, Stephen sets off to get Jason before Jess- before Jason... Get Jessica before Jason can. Thing is, though... Right. They don't tell us that he can actually do it through dead relatives. <laughs> Which he does at the end. <laughs> so yeah, it's supposed to be like this weird plot twist. Like, Jason only just knows that he can do it. Yeah, and he does it, and everybody's like, oh shit. <laughs> you fucked up. It would have been cool if he possessed, like, his mother. And brought, uh... What was in it? Uh, his mum would be a skeleton. There won't be any blood. There might be, like... I don't know if it's science... But I know head was decapitated for one. Yeah, there might be the sweater, blood on the sweater. There you go. What? Oh, you don't, you get mean, the blood you... off the 
get the blood off the sweat, <laughs> then just absorb it and then turn into Pamela Voorhees. Confused. I don't yeah. like that idea. If that happened, I do not like that idea at all. <laughs> For one, I think the act- <laughs> didn't the actress who played Pamela Voorhees pass away. Betty Palm, I think she did, but it was quite late on after this film. Was it? Oh wait, wasn't she in Freddy vs Jason? Then she was in Freddy vs Jason, wasn't she? Because I know his mum turns uh... up. Is it the same woman? Or did Let she me die? Have. I can't remember because she looked so different in that movie. Let <laughs> me have a look. Didn't that? Or she died before that? Uh, no, she just. Uh, when, when did uh, Freddy vs Jason take place? Or what year? Uh, it came out after. It came out like after the remake, I think. No, were either it was either before or after the remake. Because Jason in the... Well, I... Freddy vs. Jason... In the, the Jason in Freddy vs. Jason looks like... Well, she was alive way after. But a final film release and final film performance was Waltzing Anna and Bell Witch, the movie. Oh, I guess what she, I guess it's not her in Freddy vs. Jason, then. No, she just did not want to appear. Either that or... She might have been a bit too old for it. No, because the woman who played his mother in that film was old anyway. Yeah, but I mean, like, super, super old. But really, it was... Um, but really, in that film, it was... Um, but really, when I think about it, in that movie, uh, in Freddy vs. Jason, really, it was actually Jason pretending to... It was Freddy tr- tr- pretending to be his mother. Yeah, we're not talking about that film until pre Three? Oh, yeah, oh, three, no, yeah. No, no. Well, unless we're doing the Nightmares first, then Jason vs. Freddy. So, yeah, we're doing up five for teams, then Nine Hell Streets, then Freddy vs. Freddy. That's good, then we've, got, like, then we've got like nine more films still. Right. <laughs> about to say. Right, continue. Because we're going to do okay. all of these the next few weeks, and then because we've got two more weeks to do these, then we'll have a break episode, which I think I've got an idea for, and then we'll do the Nine Hell Streets. Yeah. Alright. Right, then Stephen proceeds to Joey B's diner where Diana worked. Then he saw his daughter for the first time, but with Stephen's innocence, but eventually makes amends and lends his car. Then Stephen goes to the old boy's house in search for any evidence that may prove his innocence to Jessica. Then he ends up falling through some floorboards where he discovers that Robert Campbell, newscaster on American Case Files, and Jessica's current boyfriend. Stole Diana's corpse and hid it in the old house, intending to discover and use the body as a proof to skyrocket his show's ratings by revealing to the public of Jason's return from the grave, using Diana's discovered corpse as evidence. <clears throat> Just then, Josh Jason bursts in and transfers his soul. After Robert Jason left, Stephen pursues the murderer, manages to save Jessica who was taking a bath inside the house, still depressed for her mother, <laughs> and run over Robert Jason with Ward's car. Unfortunately, Jessica does not believe Stephen, despite his pleas, and abandons him on the roadside. Later, Stephen was arrested by his friend, Officer Randy Parker, but eventually allows him to be taken in when he finds out that Jessica happens to be at the prison. Yay. Um... <sighs> 
Do you know this film is like sneakily related to the um? I always forget the fucking name. Evil Dead. Is it Evil Dead? Well, with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Apparently, um, guys, if you didn't know this, uh, Evil Dead, and apparently, um, the guy who directed this film wanted to kind of connect the two series together. So he sneakily made it out to be that Jason was actually one of those supernatural beings in the Evil Dead universe. Yeah, from the Necromonicon. Yeah. And apparently that book is in this movie, but it's got like a slight little thing in it. Just saying. Pretty cool. I, I do like that. It is a good idea. It's a really interesting thing, but I think it was... I think the owners of... Uh, Evil Dead said you can but they won't do it as can something like that like three movies connected together uh, I think, that, I think Elm Street and Evil they, Dead. you can tell that like they want to do crossover films with horror characters because that's what we, want to see because we do know from Chucky we do know from uh, Bride of Chucky that Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw, and Scream, I think. Not, no, not Scream. Halloween. So Chucky, Halloween, Friday the 13th, um, and Freddy are in the same universe as each other. Because in in uh in in Bride of Chucky, it shows the jail cell, and we see different horror icon like references. So that's the film that said they're all in the same universe as each other. I have a doubt. All Bride of Chucky was just recording the other film, like not recording. What's the word? Uh, just. Just referencing them, like from a because it's no, I think they direct. Universe. I think they did come out and say that it's true that they are in the same universe. Even um, Pinhead. Oh, that's not bad. Pinhead uh, is in the same universe as these guys too. Uh, like the Cenobites and uh, all those. Right, I'll I'll continue. We'll talk about it and. and uh, okay. I think for the break episode, we could try and do an episode talking about, um, like our thoughts on, kind of like um a horror cinematic universe kind of thing, like a shared universe with yeah, slasher characters and whatnot. Um, yeah. Having recovered from his injuries, Robert Jason goes on a bloody rampage, slaughtering most of the police officers. And again, becomes close to possessing Jessica before Stephen arrives and shoots him. Even still handcuffed, he manages to knock out Officer Randy and grab his gun, realizing that Stephen was telling the truth all along. Jessica to get Stephanie, but Joey, uh, the diner's owner, still believes that Stephen murdered Diana and threatens to kill them, both until she believes that Stephen helped Jessica. As Jessica tries to disarm Joey, the gun accidentally fires and the bullet hits the fa- the fuse box, causing a total blackout. 
Unfortunately, Robert Jason arrives and makes quick work of Ward outside by snapping his wrist to the point of hearing of tearing out most of the bone. Robert Jason forces his way inside and attacks Shelby B by dr- by dunking his head into the deep fat fryer and hits Joey into hits Joey in the jaw hard enough to push the in- entirety of her jaw into her mouth killing them both Vicky Sanders appears armed with a shotgun and manages to shoot Robert Jason multiple times and impale him with barbecue skewer she's pulled into the sheriff ed landis and officer randy arrive at the um thrashed diner and split up to search the uh, the place when robert jason transplants his soul into randy it is then revealed through a letter a letter that duke who managed to escape the prison earlier when jason attacked has stephanie with him at the Voorhees house and demands Jessica to meet him there alone. She goes there, and Stephen grabs a machete from the wrecked diner. Because somehow they've got to get Jason a bloody machete in this. Like, yeah. Fuck it. Just continue. continue. Let's finish reading it, and then we'll talk about it. Alright. Arriving in the old mansion, Jessica finds Duke. The bounty hunter gives her a magic dagger and explains that oh, Stephanie can either resurrect Jason or destroy him permanently. Not long after, Duke falls from some weak floorboards and badly injures his leg. Then, Sheriff Landis and Randy Jason appear separately, where Randy Jason claims Landis to be possessed. Landis accidentally kills himself on the dagger, and Jessica drops her dresser. Stephen appears and severs his head with his machete. Jason's heart, which is now great, and falls to the basement. As Jessica and Stephen help Duke to get out of the basement, Jason's heart, who does not need a living member of his family to be revived, according to Duke, transplants himself into Diana's corpse. Now fully reborn into his original body and complete with his hockey mask, Jason attacks the trio. That's one of the good about that film. How the fuck does it come out just looking the same? Like, even with the hockey mask. The hockey mask isn't skin. And he's wearing clothes. Like, it's just... It makes no sense. Right. I know, but wasn't, like, part eight, like, wearing Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Right. As Jessica and Stephen look... Mm. Right, this is the final one. As Jessica and Stephen uh, look for the dagger, Duke handcuffs Jason in an attempt to stall him. Yeah, like that's gonna fucking work. Um, Jason grabs and injures Duke with a back-breaking bear hug. According to director Adam Marcus, who revealed that 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 he actually survived this. What? So the director even came out saying that this guy didn't die. A back-breaking bear hug. Enraged Stephen, enraged Stephen and tackles Jason and sends them both out of a window where the two engage in a battle to the death with Jason constantly gaining the upper hand. Just as Jason is about to kill Stephen, Jessica jumps on Jason we- uh, as Jason weakens Stephen, punches his face and Jessica drives the dagger even further into Jason's heart, 
With a powerful kick from the monster's open wound, balls of energy come out of a come out as demonic hands burst out from the ground and begin dragging Jason underground. Through the killer tries to drag Stephen down. Though the killer tries to drag Stephen down with him, Jessica pulls him free as Jason is dragged down to hell forever. They both kiss and walk off into the sunrise with their daughter. A dog finds and tries to unearth Jason's discarded mask, and a passing wind, uh, wind blows away the dirt. Suddenly, a familiar demonic uh, clawed glove emerges from the ground and drags the mask down into the ground. Evil laughter is heard. So yeah, as we told you guys, this was the announcement that Freddy vs. Jason would happen. But not until 2000... When, when, were it? when did Freddy vs. Jason come out? Uh, it came out in 2003. Right, so before the remake. So 2003 is when... Uh, 1993. They spent years and years waiting. So that's why we got Jason X. Fun. Yeah, and by the way, guess what? That's not Robert Englund's hand. That's not Robert Englund. They didn't just get Robert Englund to play Freddy for that one part. Do you know that was Kane Hodder? Uh, yeah, that, that was Kane Hodder's hand. Yeah. Just for Jason's, get, well, Freddy's club. They got just a piece of, like, I think they, what they would have done was get a sweater that looked like Freddy's and have, because you see the sweater, and just have the sleeve and have Kane wearing that and then have him wearing the glove and then obviously the mask under like that. And that's how they do it. But somehow he's in Crystal Lake yeah. in that film. Somehow. Um... And then the remake came out, and then we won't get another. And then we've not had a Friday Thirteen film since, but we have had fan films, and that's it. We've only had fan films, really. Fan films have kept the series alive. Um, so what would you rate this film? Um, I give it a six. Man, it, it's I'm going to gonna be giving it a oh. <coughs> four. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Four. I'm giving it a four because no, this film sucks. It sucks Ouch. balls. It's not my type of Friday Thirteen film. It's not that good. Jason X though, can't wait to talk about that because uh, robot sex. <laughs> Just saying, robot. that guy no. fucked a robot. Have you seen? There's also that. Wow, I know what you're into. No, I'm just saying it makes no sense. And also that did you know, like a student, and she's like nipple twisting him with some clamps. Have you seen that? I cannot remember. There's a scene mm, where he just nipple no, twists. There's a there's a whole scene where he just nipple twists. Um, uh, the, she nipple twists the teacher with some clamps. Just to get, just to get an A. Wow. And there's also that scene where he's shouting at the student, saying that Jason just wanted a machete back, but instead, it, but then he just fucking kills him. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love it. 
Uh, right, guys, I'm gonna we're gonna end this episode here. So yeah, we're gonna end this episode here. Uh, anything you want to say, Tyler? Yeah, I am paying attention. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm positive. You want to say anything? Uh, me about what? Anything? Do you want to say goodbye? For one. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> why don't we say goodbye? Because when you, because when... chumps, I mean, great, great people, great audience, great audience. Guys, yeah, um... fucking hell. All right. yeah. Slasher, and this has been Slasher Media, and this has been the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Don't forget, the podcast will be every Friday from now on, so you can see me and Tyler's ugly mugs every Friday. Um, and we will see you guys later. Bye for now. Keep on watching horror. Keep on slashing. And we'll see you horror fans later. Bye for now. No, it is... No, don't fucking do Star Trek. Uh, right, guys. Bye.